Hey, you there. Come on, take a break with us. So, what's in store for this break? Let's find out together here on It's Your Break. Coming up in just a few moments here on It's Your Break, we're going to get to know a sister country music duo. And it's all next. It's Your Break will return right after this. Every year, millions of people travel to the Great Smoky Mountains, Pigeon Forge, and Gatlinburg to get engaged, to have their wedding, honeymoon, or even vacation. Wouldn't it be nice to commemorate these memories with real professional photos? Mountain Escape Photography can capture your family vacation, wedding, or engagement while using the Great Smoky Mountains as a backdrop. We're a Great Smoky Mountains National Park approved vendor, so we can shoot anywhere inside of the park. To see some of our work or to book your session, go to mountainescapephotography.com And now, back to It's Your Break. Welcome to It's Your Break. Hi, I'm Jonathan Mertz, and today we are going on another musical journey, and Diamond Dixie is an up-and-coming country music duo that has over 174,000 streams of their original music on Spotify, and their song Limitless has over 90,000 streams alone. They have a 140 thousand i repeat that again over 140,000 instagram followers and over 73,000 youtube channel subscribers and those numbers just represent a fraction of what these ladies are capable of this dynamic duo is the combination of two extremely talented sisters gabriella and bianca leduc did i say that right yeah. yeah. Okay, I want to make sure that I kind of got that last name right because, you know, it's one of those names that has that little bit of a French in it and it's just like, oh, you got to get that right. But thank you all so yeah. much for coming on the show with me. Yeah, no, you're good. All right. So I've recently been introduced to you, your music and I absolutely love what I hear. Thank you. But I really don't know much about you all yet and just want to kind of get to know you all if it's okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So typically... One of the first questions I ask like a band or a duo is, how did you meet? And in this situation, that's kind of awkward, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but if you want to answer that, I mean, that you're, you can feel free to answer that. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There's actually a lot of people that always ask us like, oh, how'd you meet? Literally after telling them that we're sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so we've known each other. Well, I've known Bianca all her life. Well, yeah, because she's younger than yeah. me. So. <laughs> so 20 years to be exact. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So at least one of you are 20 and I, somebody's a little bit older, uh, I would tell Yeah, you. I'm 22. Okay. So it kind of gives us an age perspective within two years. So I am right. the oldest out of five siblings. Oh, my wow. goodness. So, yeah. And, and my next in line is two years apart. So we're And we're super close. So I, I, okay. I completely cool. understand awesome. that. So thinking along those lines of family and your upbringing, where did you all grow up? So we grew up in Orlando, Florida. Um, growing up, we always went to Disney. We always went to the beach. Like Orlando is just such a fun place to be growing up as a kid. And even now, um, and we get the warm weather and all that stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. grew up, born and raised in Orlando, Florida. Um, yeah, that was pretty much that. So the question is, did you go to the Gulf side for the beaches or did you go to the Atlantic? Atlantic. Always Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, because that was... Yeah, so the Atlantic side is more, like, the waves are better for surfing there, and our dad actually um, used to surf, like, a lot in 
his time. So he taught us how to surf when we were younger. So we always went to the Atlantic side, even though the Gulf side is a bit prettier. It's prettier. There's it's no waves though. So yeah. we just oh, like yeah. always went to the Atlantic side. So I was always asking that question because, you know, Orlando's kind of sit right there in the center. You can pretty much get it to is. either side. So, and it's mm-hmm. very, very fascinating. I've got a lot of friends in the Tampa Bay area. So, and, and I, okay. I usually vacation over there in, in, in Madeira and in Treasure yeah. Island. So that's nice. Yeah. Over there. It is very nice. And where do you all reside now? We're still in Orlando. That being said, we do commute back and forth to Nashville to write and record new music. Um, yeah. That's cool. And, and actually I, I've never, well, actually, I take this back. I, the only time I've been to Nashville was during uh, the season finale of Nashville Star, where Chris Young won his title. Okay. Okay. That's wow. awesome. So, you know, got to do the meet and greet with Chris uh, back in the day. and But that's the only time I've been to Nashville. Now, upcoming in May, I'm actually going on a trip with two of my brothers and their wives, and me and my wife are all heading out to Nashville in, in May. And we're gonna catch Sturgill Simpson and and you know oh, fun. through That's there. So awesome. Yeah, so it, it's and Tyler Childers is also gonna be at that show. So it's it's gonna be a oh fun. Oh my goodness! So <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. And of course, you know, being from Kentucky, you know, those guys are you know like local legends around here. So yeah. So, is that where Tyler Childers is from? Yes. Oh my I god! So you got you got him, like you got Sturgill, <laughs> and you got Chris Stapleton. Okay, Yay. that's a great show. Okay, so well, 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 they're not all there together. But I'm talking about from Kentucky, oh, oh. but it is Sturgill and 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 Tyler together at that show. So. Yeah, okay. that's pretty cool. Wow, but yeah, Nashville's so much fun. Yeah, it is literally such a cool town. So may- maybe after this, he's like, "Tell me where to go and, and what places to definitely hit." So, oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. So, what is a typical day like for both of you all? Yeah, so we actually wake up fairly early, probably like if we're on a good routine, yeah. I would say like six to six thirty we wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, probably hit the gym. Um, and then we're actually we do online college. So we finish our schoolwork um as soon as we can in the morning, like after going to the gym. And then once we finish that, it's probably around like noon or something, and then we start practicing music, filming YouTube videos. Um, interacting with fans on social media. Actually, we're kind of always on social media, yeah. like the whole entire day. Um, but yeah. But who is it these days, right? Honestly, yeah. yeah. Everyone is. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the main that's structure. Typically at nights, it depends what night you catch us on. We might be, you know, chilling by the TV or we might have band practice. So our nights are a little bit different or we might have a show that night. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So something like that. Yeah. So... I know this answer, but I was going to ask this question. I'm like, it's kind of stupid for me to ask because I already know <laughs> this. But I, and I was kind of sitting here thinking about it. But you all actually do play instruments because you can go to YouTube videos and watch that you all play. Yeah. And how many instruments do you all play and what types do you play? So I play guitar and mandolin. And then I play guitar and banjo. Oh, that's cool. So two each. Yeah. Very, very bluegrass oriented and country oriented instruments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So I grew up around a huge musical family too. So I was always listening to stuff. My uncle and aunt and awesome. everybody just do it. Uh, does a lot of stuff because I've got an uncle that's with Rural Rhythm Records. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve Gully is his name. Plays okay. a lot, a lot of bluegrass stuff. So I mean, it's 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 offshoot, but it's still out there and going. And then yeah. you know you have you know the, a lot of the other you know family members who played in the jam bands throughout the years. So that mm-hmm. so those were always big influences to me. But who are your all's biggest musical influences? 
So I think our influences, well, the reason we kind of started in music was <laughs> due to Taylor Swift. She was kind of like up and coming. She released our song and Tim McGraw and Bianca and I just thought that was so cool. And we're like, wow, we want to do that. Um, but once we got into music, we were listening to the Dixie Chicks, Miranda Lambert, Shania Twain. Am I missing anybody? Um, those are kind of the main ones. Those are ones. kind of the main ones that yeah. really just like influenced us and sparked our interest in yeah. music. But then on top of that, our dad was an 80s rocker. So like anytime, <laughs> anytime we were running around town running errands with dad, he always played um, classic rock. Mm -hmm. So I guess like classic rock also has like a heavy influence oh, in like our live shows and like all that stuff. Like a lot of White Snake and stuff like that. Um, more like like Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you all strictly country, or do you all explore other genres? Um, mostly, I would say mostly country. We're country. We, yes, we like to add a little like classic rock flair. Yeah, right here and there. But yes, and the country. reason I, the reason I bring that up because if you go over to your YouTube channel, you guys do a lot of covers, and not, okay, and yeah. not every cover is a country song. But however. The way y'all present it is in such a different fashion. You know, you we take. We try to do that, yeah, and yeah. especially on a, on YouTube because everyone, you know, everyone's posting the same, you know, like Taylor Swift song. So we want to take that song and make it our own, do it the way that we would do it, mm -hmm. which makes it different than everyone else. Yeah, um, which is actually kind of cool. So and you since we are into country. Um, we like to take popular songs and then almost like make them country. So right, like yeah. I'll play banjo on them and kind of like do a little like banjo solo in the middle of like a Dua Lipa song, I guess. Right. Yeah. So and and it, Roxanne really was a, uh, you know, a big cover that you all did too from Arizona Zeros. So, oh, yeah. so, you know, that, that, like, hold on. That's different. <laughs> I like it. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that that was a little difficult, but we yeah. did it. <laughs> if you guys are going to do a cover song, what cover song would you do and why? Ooh, what? Or what is your favorite cover song? Let me rephrase that. What is your favorite cover song and why? It's so tough because we literally play so many covers and we have played so many covers in the past, like doing YouTube channels, like YouTube videos on our channel and everything. Um, I would say currently my favorite cover to do is Heartless by um, Ooh, Diplo yes. and Morgan Wallen. Yes, I gotcha. love that one. Yeah. Now let's take the opposite approach. What's your least favorite thing to cover? Ooh, least favorite. Hmm. That's a good question. That's, We've never yeah, had that question. Interesting. Um, let me think. Let me think. I have no idea. I know that typically when guys release a song, it's a little bit more difficult for us to approach the song just because you know as females like our register is a little bit higher than the men and i'm talking like yeah. vocally um so i know that that's a little bit difficult so we spend a little bit more time on them yeah um right. actually i could probably speak on bianca's behalf with this but i think our least favorite songs to cover are the ones where um like a pop singer that's really known for their vocals so say like ariana grande like oh, approaching those kind of songs. Yes. It's or like, like Adele. Adele. Oh, I, yeah. No, I can't. Yeah. Where you can just do the <laughs> like, runs and hold the notes for yes, extremely long time. Yes, yeah. It's yeah. almost impossible. So yeah. I would say that those are probably our least favorite to do. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes perfect sense. But it doesn't mean you don't like the song. I was hoping for something right, like, yeah, oh, I hate right. this song. My sister makes me do it. You know, you know, type of situation. But, you know, it is a give and take relationship. And being sisters together on this musical journey, how does each of you influence the other? Um, that's a good question. Honestly, it's so crazy because what I 
lack Bianca has and what she lacks I have. So honestly, we make the perfect duo, Mm -hmm. I would say. And then, you know, in our personal lives, we're each other's best friend. Like, we spend all day together. We We literally never fight. We've always shared a room. Like, we're... Some people are like, you guys are literally the same person. I was like, that'd be accurate. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really awesome to have, like, a sister to do this with that's also, like, a best friend instead of just doing it solo. That's uh, interesting. So do you return to each other and say, you complete me? (laughs) Kind of. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) You know, of course, I mentioned a while ago, I come from a big family. I'm I'm the oldest of the five kids. Yeah. And, you know, we've had disagreements over the years. And and you probably had some disagreements. And and I imagine conflicts do arise. But how do you all cope with that? And how do you all deal with you know, certain conflicts when they arise? I think we realized that we're literally always in each other's lives. So it would almost be impossible for us to like hate each other. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like when there is a disagreement, we just talk it out, honestly. And like, it may take us a while to like come to conclusions about things, but like it, we'll get there eventually. I'm I'm actually going to put that on loop. We talk it out. Okay. So because that is the biggest problem when you, when you talk to any relationship expert is that they don't talk it out it doesn't matter if it's family it doesn't matter if it's boyfriend husband wife it's when you don't have the communication there that relationships tend to fall apart but that's really cool that you say that Mm -hmm. definitely yeah all right to date what has been in your opinion your biggest highlight of your career Ooh. Probably playing the House of Blues yeah. in Orlando. We played there, well, now we've played there probably about five times, and we actually were playing there on March 13th. Um, so that's like our favorite show. Mm-hmm. We pack the house, um, and it's just so fun. The energy is awesome. The crowd is amazing. And it's so cool to be playing such a big venue in our hometown. So like when we look out in the crowd, we see familiar faces and people that we know from social media that mm-hmm. are like our fans there at our show like singing our songs and everything and it's like the coolest feeling to us that is cool i mean i I can't imagine being in that situation but that seems so really really (laughs) cool yeah Yeah. all right so outside of music in general because we know music's your passion right what do you do in love and it's outside of music we both have such a passion for fitness and staying healthy Mm -hmm. i know i love lifting weights and bianca's more into more like like adrenaline, not adrenaline. That's not what I'm um, saying. Like endurance, endurance, yeah, activities yes. like surfing and like swimming and everything. Yeah, so just like maintaining a healthy lifestyle. That's something that we're actually really passionate about. So if you don't see us on stage, you'll see us at the gym or at the beach, like swimming or running or whatever. Um, definitely staying active, like all definitely, the time, one hundred percent. So one sister's like the long runner, the other one's like, I want to pump you up. Yes. 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 Perfect way. Perfect way to describe it. That's awesome. I thought I'd take fun. I don't get the opportunity to use that very often. So I was like, I'm going to try to use that. Well, there you go. I love it. So let's shift gears just a little bit. Let's talk exactly about your music. What is your favorite original song and why? Um, I think my favorite original song would probably be Without Your Love that we recorded and released last year around like, what was that? That was like June. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was produced with one of our great producers in Nashville. His name's Joe Carroll. And that was so much fun to write and record. Literally, we wrote it within like 10 minutes Yeah, at like 10 o'clock at night yeah. and then recorded it two weeks later. And that was so much fun. Honestly, that song kind of brought us by surprise because that was the song that we didn't know was going to happen. We yeah. Weren't, we weren't ready to write anything. We 
weren't really setting up any uh, recording sessions and like everything just happened. So it worked out perfectly. And yeah, it's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. too. Okay. So you find out sometimes that the best places are the unexpected places when music's written. You hear about these stories about, you know, guys writing their songs down on napkins while in the restaurants because they get this thought in their head. So it's really cool to hear stories like that too. But typically, how do you all go through a typical songwriting process and how do you come up with your, your, your music and lyrics? Usually the very beginning processes of it is just like what you had described. Like my note, um, my notes app in my phone is so flooded with just like random notes that I think of like throughout my day, just like random lyrics, ideas, or like whatever. So I usually save those. And then if I have like a melody idea, I'll just record that in my phone. And then we usually, um, when we're up in Nashville, we'll co-write with some of our friends up there. But if not, we're like writing here. Um, and usually like when we actually get down to like writing the song, um, if we have an idea first, we'll probably like just grab a guitar and see like what chords kind of fit the vibe, whether it's like more of like a minor, like sad and like moody song or like happy, like up tempo, positive kind of song. Um, and it kind of depends because sometimes like people are always like, oh, do the lyrics come first or do the melody come first? And it kind of happens at the same time. Yeah. So like, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it kind of happens like all in the same time. That's interesting. It's always like, because it, it, you talk to one person and the next, and they usually typically have different styles. And it's even though it may be something similar, oh, yeah. the writing process is always a little different when you come to that. And so that's kind of right. interesting. Yeah. And then you didn't mention a while ago, when, I, like I said, I'm new to your music, but I have been like just all over your YouTube page, listening to all your songs. And, and you mentioned my favorite one I've heard so far, which is Without Your Love. Baby, you told me to love it. such a catchy song and the video is very well done oh thank you so, so how, how many well like before i start talking about the song more i want to know about the video production of this because how did you go about getting the permits to be right there with the trains because that can be tricky <laughs> Honestly, sometimes i don't know um yeah so the thing is there were no permits so we, that was obviously not the most legal thing we've yeah. done literally yeah. the videographer he's like hey so there's these trains that i've shot in front of before for another video so we're gonna do it again and i'm like okay and it was like you know train tracks have like rocks and gravel not gravel but just you know it's very right. difficult to walk in bianca and i were both wearing <laughs> boots and we're just tripping over each other but it looked good in the video yeah. so we're it like did. cool it did so, yeah but that song is really super catchy and in the process that you all went through that you mentioned earlier on it is absolutely fantastic <laughs> thank you the other song i like is limitless you can bend me and watch me fall but no i'm not gonna break it all because this life's like a riptide and i'm Very, very 
down to earth and this kind of this gritty song about letting no one put you down. Yeah. And it's a very powerful piece. How did that song come to be? Yeah. So we were writing with our good friend Bailey Engel in Nashville. Um, when was that? Like 2017? It was a while ago. It was yeah. A couple years ago. Um, and we were just kind of like all talking about how like um, we don't have like the biggest number of friends. Like there's not really a lot of people that like to hang out with us and we don't really know why. So like we're just like talking about it and um, we're like, oh, well, maybe it has something to do with like our music or whatever. And um, what I always tell people is like, if you're chasing your dream or chasing your goal, like don't let anyone um, derail you from that because that's what you're passionate about. So like, why let someone else ruin that for you? You know, so you just have to know that you're limitless and just get that in your head, even though like no one's accepting you or wanting to hang out with you. So that's kind of what limitless is about. That's so interesting. I had another performer that I was talking to not too long ago that had a similar issue where they were bullied for going after their own passion. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that is so interesting that you all have similar things. And, and, and like I said to her, it's weird. The people that are closer to you, not necessarily mean the close relationship, but closer in proximity sometimes seem mm-hmm. to be your least favorite of fans. And the people that are further out are just so these, so much more gracious yeah. when it comes mm-hmm. to your music and your performance. So that's, that's interesting. And, and because of these situations and these experiences that you all have, if you had to give any advice to young musicians and performers, what would you say to them? I would say, honestly, just stick with it. If it's what you love to do, you know, chase after it. Don't, you know, like what Bianca said, don't let other people tell you that you're not good enough to be doing it. Because, I mean, you hear these stories. I think Beyonce, she, like, wasn't accepted into this one dance academy or something. That was a big deal back in the day. And look at her now. And I know there's so many different people that have similar stories So what if there's, you know, the new generation of performers and singers and dancers and whatever, um, what if they are currently in a situation where people are telling them, no, you know, just stick with it, stick with your passion and see where it takes you. Mm -hmm. Consistency is very like important, especially in like this industry, just because you have to like keep going at it. You know, it's so funny that you all kind of mentioned that pushing yourself forward. Did you realize that? Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, and Walt Disney all have something in common. Interesting. They were all told they weren't good enough. Okay. So Jordan Jordan got cut his freshman year in high school on his basketball team. Oprah Winfrey was told by and got fired from her TV job saying she didn't have the face and the presence for TV. And Walt Disney was fired from a newspaper because they said he wasn't creative enough. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Think about that. That's that's just like mind-boggling. And it, and it goes to show you either one, maybe you weren't ready at that time and you needed to push yourself harder or two, they lacked imaginations and insightfulness themselves. So don't give up. That's a really good lesson. Yeah. So what was what's probably been the best advice anyone has ever given you? Ooh. I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah. Honestly, I've heard other people tell us to stick with it. And growing up, I, you know, really wouldn't think too much into it because I was a little 10 year old that just wanted to sing Taylor Swift all day. Um, But as I grew into my music career and just started, you know, going down this musical journey, 
that has just become so important to me. And I know I can speak on behalf of Bianca too, um, because you do see a lot of these musicians and just people in general that when they're in um, their passion or working on their career or whatever, they'll just stop and they'll do something else, something that's easier, something that's, you know, you're making more money, whatever it is. Um, they just stop doing what they love and they, you know, go to whatever the default is. Um, and so for Bianca and I, we just chose not to do that because mm -hmm. music is something that we just absolutely love and we know it's going to pay off in the end. That's really cool. I like hearing stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm going to make you keep thinking deep real quick. What is the best lesson that you have ever learned in your lifetime? That's hard. These are good questions. These are good questions. The best lesson that I've learned. Oh, I don't know because I'm only 20 years old and I feel like I still have so <laughs> many more lessons to learn. You do. You do. And, 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 and trust me, there's something that's probably influenced you more than you've ever known that you have done and been through. And you're like, this is what motivates me every day to continue on doing what I do. Or this is something that has helped me out in this situation. And of course, you, you know, the advice you were given, it was also very well too. But those lessons you learn on your own sometimes can be more impactful than somebody telling you what to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Well, I think for me personally, the best lesson that I've learned is you're not the, like, you're not the best out there. Like there's people that are better than you. There's people that are prettier than you, more talented, whatever it is. Um, and you honestly just have to accept that and just choose not to compare yourself to those other people. Like, yeah, you can look at them for, um, you know, influence or advice or whatever, but you shouldn't compare yourself to that person because you're your own person. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I heard this one quote one time. Someone said um, comparison kills potential because it'll make yeah. you think so much into how you need to be like another person that it kills the potential of you being your own person and you making like a successful career for yourself. You know, that, that actually happens so much in real life too. But you think about it. When I was growing up, we weren't, I don't think we were as self-conscious as people are today because your picture is going to be everywhere. If you're you got a phone, if you're at a family mm -hmm. event, because that person is going to snap it, it's going to go straight online. So, right, yeah. you know, that, that type of pressure can really build up on someone. I'm glad y'all brought that up. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I've got a couple more questions because I know your time is limited and I don't want to waste your day, but I got a few more questions I want to ask real quick. Okay. This one's kind of kind of a kind of a hitting at home type of situation right now, okay? If you could change anything about the music industry, what would it be? Ooh. <laughs> that's a Ooh, good question. That's a great question. You're asking really, yeah. really good questions. I've had experience doing this, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that the music industry kind of has a cookie cutter template. It's like everyone's got a certain way of like the same way of doing something. So if right. there's something that I would change, it would just be to, you know, do the opposite of that. Like make uniqueness cool and acceptable, I guess. Right. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say like accepting the people that are doing it differently yeah. than just like the cookie cutter, like, oh, this is how you should do it, you know? Right. Right. That's exactly what I look for. I look, you know, back in the day when, when Napster first came on the scene before everybody got in trouble. There was a lot of underground music on there and that's where <laughs> everybody was doing it. And the music industry hated it because that's where everybody started getting really popular and, and finding things. Okay. So because it was something different, it wasn't being put on the TV, but music industry finds something a lot of times and will do it to death. 
but I, I'm right on board with you because right now, if I'm going to listen to something, I'm not listening to mainstream radio. I'm listening to like Nathan Rat- Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats and Paul, St. Paul yeah. and the Broken Bones, you know, Lake Street Drive, Dive. And, and, and listening to those kind of alternative music styles, you know, in, in my opinion, that's more of a, like what it's called modern soul. It's kind of got that old school sound to it, but new lyrics yeah. and music, you know, that's, that, that drives me there. But that's really, really cool. All right. So switching gears again, going to go talk about everything that's in the forefront of everybody's phone, life, social media. How has the social media helped you all get the word out and influence others about what you do? Well, social media is so cool because you get to reach people that you never thought you'd be able to reach. Yeah. So we have fans like all literally like yeah, all over the world even. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many it's really cool to see the girls especially like engage with us on social media because um, there'll be girls that message us saying like, Hey, like I'm in middle school and like having a tough time, like fitting in and everything. And it's like, yeah, I was there before. Like um, I totally understand that. So it's like, it's cool to see how we can impact other people um, that we never thought we'd be able to impact because of like location or stuff like that. So social media definitely helps us to be able to do that. Right. Do you all ever deal with any dark side of the social media? Does it ever affect you all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said before, comparing yourself, um, social media is just, you know, the mecca for, like, comparing yourself. Like, I mean, and I know everyone does it, um, but that can definitely get really dark because, you know, we're looking at other people that are doing the same thing as us, and it's like, wow, they're doing it better than us. Like, how can we do that? And it's like, no, you just can't compare yourself. Like, right. they're doing their own thing. We're doing our own thing. Um, and that's that. So. Mm-hmm. And I got to applaud some of the social media platforms out there for giving those blocks and mute buttons, even for people who don't subscribe to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and letting you filter out for filter out certain words. So, right. You know, that, that's that's that. You know, it is being progress. You know, progress is moving forward, but it's not always there. But, ladies, thank you all so much for joining me. And but. If somebody wanted to find out how to get a hold of Diamond Dixie and look at all their music, their social media platforms, how do they go about doing it? Yeah, so all of the information is on DiamondDixie.com, and we'd love to stay in contact with everyone through social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at LLC, And you can also stream our music on Spotify and Apple Music and all other streaming platforms. Again, thank you all so much for coming on the show, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We love it. This episode of Itch Your Break was not a paid advertisement. Song samples for Limitless and Without Your Love were provided by Diamond Dixie. Follow Jonathan Mertz on Twitter at Jonathan Mertz. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-M-E-R-T-Z. Follow Itch Your Break on Twitter at Itch Your Break. Subscribe to the Itch Your Break podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. This episode of It's Your Break was hosted, announced, engineered, edited, and produced by Jonathan Mertz. And it was recorded and produced at the Spark of Vision Studios. All sound effects and music were purchased through Sound Ideas, Pro Sound Effects, iStock, and Spark of Vision. It's Your Break is owned and distributed by Spark of Vision. Copyright It's Your Break. All rights reserved.